Welcome to Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a salesman in a non-sales world. And today, as always, joined by my magnificent co-host, the one and only Matthew Stubblefield. I like that, that even the thought of me leaves the speechless dry. <laughs> it's like you can remember your name. <laughs> and, that, and that, our dear listeners, is our special guest today, Sam Lesser, uh, a business development manager with Adaptivist. Sam, thanks for Hello. joining us. Hi. That's a lot. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Oh, a pleasure to I'm see enjoying you. That, <laughs> I'm enjoying that it's, it's the end of the day for Sam over in, in jolly old England. So while Ryan and I are just sucking down the coffee, yeah. Sam's there with a beer. Since when, did it have to be the end of the, since when did Adaptivist land? Did it have to be the end of the day for anyone to have a go? <laughs> it's true, it's true. It doesn't have to be, but at the same time, Matthew's on cup number four of coffee. I'm on number two. We're just getting started. You're winding down. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. I, I, I really want to know what Matthew, I, every time I see Matthew in that video where he's standing up, I really want to know what he's got around him. In my head, he's just got, he's just surrounded by computers. And that's what it looks like. It's something like minority for, report. For our viewers at home. He's going on. <laughs> For our viewers, and I recognize you're not actually viewing, so you don't they, see They can't see any of <laughs> listeners. I, I, you know, at our office in beautiful downtown Springfield, Missouri, I have a standing desk, and everybody always comments that I'm, I'm clearly standing uh, when they see me on video. But I won't let that inhibit my speaking today. The surroundings, though, it's much like uh, Superman's Fortress of Solitude in Antarctica. They're <laughs> giant crystal beams and Marlon Brando's head. Um, so, gentlemen. Oh, is that, is that what they did with it? Yeah. <laughs> He's been dead for 15 years. It must be spinning a little bit. <laughs> Got a good price. <laughs> it, depre- it depreciates as he depreciates. So, so, gentlemen, shall we have a Thunderbolt round? Today's Thunderbolt round is beard products and how we came to acquire them uh, because the the three the three people having this conversation are quite hirsute um, and so we're going to take about a minute apiece to talk about how we came across our favorite beard grooming product um, my favorite beard grooming product is a camel hair brush with a gentlemanly raccoon on the back of it um, hmm. It's like a, it's a handheld, the brush doesn't have a handle. It's all brush with like grooves along the side. And that's mm-hmm. what I use to maintain this luxurious. It must allow you to get a lot more purchase on it though. When you go in there. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah I'm picturing a shoe shine brush though. I'm <laughs> picturing him just shining up his beard. Basically that's what it looks like. It actually yeah. does. It looks like, and it, it, it does have a lot of purchase as you put it, it grips and rips, but it, <laughs> it stimulates the skin underneath. And this was all I was told I was having some, 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 uh, dermatological issues. I was told that the solution was to get one of these brushes and just scrub, you know, just comb the heck mm-hmm. out of my beard mm-hmm. with it. And it was going to take care of things. And so once I got that recommendation and that wasn't, uh, in a store, that was a, a good friend of mine who is a wizard. Who actually has the full-on wizard beard? It's down to his. You know, You've name. got a friend with a beard than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He's, I need to see that he's like, boom. Um, <laughs> but he's, over, he trip over it while he's walking along. Uh, no, he's a wizard. He doesn't trip over anything. Uh, <laughs> actual wizard. But so he he said, get a camel hair brush, and that's going to take care. That's going to take care of it for you. And there it is. And that's that. So that is my number one beard product. Sam, tell us about your uh, experience with beard grooming. So my beard grooming 
I've spent probably too much money on uh, on beer grooming products that I don't actually use. <laughs> I've, uh, I've, uh, I've got combs, I've got gels, I've got shampoos, conditioners, all sorts of things. I basically fall over them all in the shower when I get in there. It's just all cluttered in the corner. <laughs> and I, I, honestly, I virtually never use any of them. The thing is, I actually, I, I've got to the point in my life now, where the thing is, I, I hated myself so much not having a beard. And I'm so scared of grooming it and getting it wrong um, but this is like when it comes to trimming and shaping and all that sort of thing I now go to the barbers twice a week tw- twice a week that's, ex- that's, that's, that's too much twice a month <laughs> that, would, that would be ex- <laughs> they give you free beer in there so you can understand where I might go what? Um, hmm. yeah they get you, there's a Turkish uh, I'll take you there next time when you come over there's a, there's a barbers down the road you get free beer if you have Tommy Bayeka yeah let's do that um, but you, uh, yeah, so they, I go in there twice a month, they trim it, they shape it and all that sort of thing, which is all really good. And I really like it, you know, very, very nice, but there's a bit near the end where, and I'm not really answering your question. This is probably, about, but there's a bit near the end where they use this, uh, where they just shaved it, like the, the tops and sort of underneath here like that. And they use this, this, uh, liquid stuff. It's like a lotion type stuff. And oh my God. It burns like hell. So, <laughs> Honestly, it's like my face is on fire. <laughs> you basically, you, ba- you basically look like an adult Macaulay Culkin at that point from Home Alone. Essentially, yeah. But I'm basically, I'm, I'm, my skin turns a horrible shade of red over past the eyes. <laughs> I look like I've got like the worst rash in the world. I'm sat there grimacing in the chair, like that. and he's like, "Are you all right?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine. Can I have a little beer?" <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Sam. Yeah, like, on my face like that. <laughs> nice, Sam. Matthew, what about you? What is your beard grooming product of choice? Uh, so similar to you, I, I do you know have a brush and I do some other stuff, but um, I've, I've got this wonderful beard oil from Silver Pagana that, that I'm really enjoying. Um, ran into these guys randomly at a Renaissance festival, which for those of you who aren't in the United States, I don't know how, how common these are outside. Uh, I've been well, in like Maryland. I've, I've been, been in the East Coast. They're in the Midwest. They're in California. They're all over the place. It's a summer festival that you go to that's... that's and everyone uh, acts totally. old British. Yeah, it's not historical whatsoever, but people dress up in... Some, they dress with costumes. You go around, you just buy giant turkey legs and get a beer. And <laughs> knights they're, and ladies. They're knights jousting. You know, there's jousting contests and <clears throat> sword fighting contests and archery and all this stuff. It's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, so I was there last summer and I've been in the market for some beard oil, but it's, it's sometimes kind of expensive. And I found these guys at the Renaissance Festival. It was a little bit cheaper than, than what I've seen in town. So I, I bought this, this vial it's, uh, of, of beard oil. It's sort of like a jojoba oil and citrus and, and some other stuff. Um, relatively inexpensive from, from Silver Pagana. And I love it. Just like five drops, mix up in my hands, run it through the beard. And it's just, it conditions, it makes it soft and, and you know, kind of lustrous. And it's been, it's been a, a nice improvement. Does it make it uh, smell nice as well? It does. Yeah. Yeah. That's, just, a, but that's, just that's, a, that's, the, that's the essence of it. But not overpowering. Just a little. So like instead of, instead of like a clone or something, I do that beard oil and it's just, it's very mm. nice. Just you know enough. It's, you know it's there? Yep, absolutely. I'm all, I'm all for that. That's that <laughs> confidence funny. boost. We actually, we actually have a, a Springfield uh, type like festival in London actually as well. Like kind of similar. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing but cashew every, chicken and like every, Everyone drinks in the moon. <laughs> just spends the whole day backing, backing into bushes, are they? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, that is that's that's too much. So Sam, sorry, <laughs> you, you get your beard all fixed up at the at the um, 
at, at, at the barber shop. You, you finish your beer and you head back into the office at about 10 in the morning. <laughs> and at that point, um, you are entering a world that as a, as a business development manager, you're looking at things from a very different perspective than, than the, the, the people in the basement, you know? So yeah. tell us a little bit about what, what your day is like. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's an, int- it is a very interesting position because it's not, I mean, I don't traditionally see it as a, I don't see it as a traditional sort of sales gig. I mean, Atlassian themselves really don't have a te- actual sales people. They have, you know, they have certain people who it's their job to make sure the licenses are coming through the door, but it's, it's, a, it's a completely different type of sales. Um, and I think my day to day is very different because I'm not very technical. I must admit, I'm, in fact, I'm, I'm not very technical at all. I, it's, I, I go downstairs and I'll get a round of applause. And if I, if I talk about continuous delivery in the right sentence, <laughs> then I associate that with that. But I think our job is all about um, bringing, a, a lot of it is bringing, bringing in the right people at the right time. So identifying, we're, we're, we're very lucky that we get a lot of inbound leads. So we're very, very lucky that our brand is extremely well known. A lot of people come to us as one of our first port of calls for whatever business that they need. A lot of it is obviously understanding it and qualifying and everything else, but and then it's bringing in the appropriate people who you know are going to be um, appropriate for that uh, for that gig. So you know, we've got we've got we're luckily we've got a very good a large amount of people to choose from. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a lot of that, and it's all about sort of understanding from a client's perspective. I think. Uh, knowing what their, key, what their key drivers are and understanding what their business processes are and that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting one. Um, I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> how, does, how does that work with uh, Lassie not having a sales team? Because they are they're like a multi-billion dollar company at this point. Clearly, people have bought stuff from them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it is because you, you sometimes you see people get a little bit frustrated with it because they 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 have gone to Atlassian and be like, oh, we want we want to do this, this, and this, and you know, Atlassian you know, they're quite open with their model. They don't do demos. They don't know that sort of thing. So I think some people do find it a little bit unusual. With us, I think our model is just completely different. It's it's all about solutions and it's all about you know providing the services that we do to make so people can enhance the product. And obviously, my job is to maximise that where we can. If you know, if someone comes to us and say we want you know we want a workflow engine or whatever, and you obviously identify Jira, you know we, we do where we can to try and upsell that. You know, what do you use for document management storage or that sort of thing? Um, so there's there's certain things that you can identify there to try and upsell. Um, and sort of get them using wider parts of the product. The fact that they integrate so well with one another is is really helpful because that's a, that makes it a very easy sell. I think, admittedly, it is. And Simon tells me this is the easiest sell job I'm ever going to have, and my response is, "All right, well, why would I leave?" <laughs> um, <laughs> and I can see what he means because we're in exactly we're in the perfect space, and the um, you know we're we're one of the most well-renowned partners going really. So there's. It's 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 a, it's a it's a massively growing market. Um, so yeah, and I think it's all about building good rapport with the consultants, that sort of thing. Because I think it's because I'm not technical, and because I don't partake in the proposals and that sort of thing. I'm I'm, I'm very conscious of making sure that the consultants and that sort of thing feel very. Uh, I try and do what I can to make them feel loved, and that is generally I, I normally that's me as I said about being a sales. Just I basically tend to throw money at him by my pint. <laughs> that's what my expression. <laughs> Luckily, most people in the company are alcoholics, which makes things a lot easier. <laughs> but um, 
yeah, it's uh, yeah. I think things like that go a long way, and they they, they make sure you want to help help you sort of drive the you know get the proposals out the door and help you kind of uh, win the business and that sort of thing. Because I think if if you don't respect those guys, you don't appreciate what they do. And we we've got so many really good people who do absolutely fantastic things through the product training, managed service, and consultancy teams. If you don't show them the love, then that's going to come around and bite you on the arse eventually. So it's it's all about managing relationships on both sides. It's not a case of just managing the client. It's all about looking after um, looking after people on your side as well. So when you are when you are interacting with a client, what are some of the ways that you draw out from them their needs of the of us and of the tool set? Um, I think the I think Nick Bruff puts it very well in the sense that he always presses home like it's not about what Jira or Confluence can it's not about making bending Jira it's not about bending your business processes around Jira and Confluence or Bitbucket or whatever it's all about the question is what are your business processes what do you specifically want to achieve luckily the Atlassian tools are very customizable and you know they you can you can generally bend them around the business process but that's the point I'm trying to get at we want. We don't want them to hate Jira. Dan uses that phrase all the time when people try and do that stuff. Oh, you you want us? To, he says to the customer, "So you want us? To, you want to hate Jira?" So no, that's not what we want to do at all. <laughs> uh, so because getting asking getting them to ask ask the right questions of themselves and understanding, okay, we want it to do X, Y, and Z. We don't want uh, Jira to do X, Y, and Z. We want to do X, Y, and Z. And how can Jira help us get there? So I think those are some of the key questions that we need to ask. And I think customers really appreciate that because we're not trying to just shove the product in there at any cost um we're trying to you know we're trying to identify what their drivers are and help using the products to facilitate that which i think is what it, i think that's really what sets us apart from a lot of people the way matthew puts it you know matthew your thing about our mission our purpose is to help them do better yeah exactly yeah it's it's the you know jira shouldn't become your work it should help you get your work done your, your job isn't to wrestle with Jira and tickets and whatnot. Your job is yeah, uh, write software or manage, you know, uh, payroll or manage your team and, yeah. and the tools are there to help. So in terms of tools that are helpful, Sam, uh, and you, you, know, you said you're not really a technical person, but do you use the Atlassian tools to, I, to manage your day-to-day work and to interact with people around the, the sales? Yeah, that you're doing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I do. We, I think we're, we're very, we very much sort of practice what we preach and that extends to the sales team as well. So, I mean, admittedly we use, we use Salesforce for our CRM, but the rest of it, Jira, we use for, uh, that's, we use those for our sales tickets. That will track it through from, um, you know, from when we first pick up the lead or we first create the lead through all the way through to, uh, through to sales where we get the signed contracts and everything else. Confluence is very much where, um, from my perspective, that's where we do the, to our sort of client proposals. Um, you know, and then it goes on to be, you know, project reports and everything else is done through that, but I, I don't touch on that quite as much. So there that we, yeah, Bitbucket and Bamboo, admittedly, I, I don't really swim in those circles, swim in those circles, but I don't tend to need to. Um, but the guys downstairs, the product team, they obviously use those day to day, but Jira and Confluence very much so, and HipChat as well. Um, because I've, re- I've, I've quickly realized that a lot of the, a lot of the consultants don't talk to me if I talk to them on Skype. <laughs> so they won't respond to me. It's the only, so it's the only way I can get through. So maybe they just don't like me. I don't know. <laughs> no, they, they do like, they like, I've, uh, especially the other ones that are named Sam, they're fine with you. I mean, everybody uh, else is, yeah. is questionable. Yeah. The, there's the 77 Sams that are in the company. <laughs> but you're always number one. Or (laughs) shortest. (laughs) Your number one may be something different here than there. No, true. 
I'm not even the shortest Sam anymore. What? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, yeah, shout out to Sam White and I think Sam Wheeler as well. <laughs> Cheers, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't worry, I still get all the stick. There, in, my, in, the, in Great Sutton Street, when uh, New Stars used to come on board, Simon measured me up against the whiteboard and there was a black line where my head came to. And then anyone who started that was obviously taller than me, he'd march them up to the whiteboard and measure them. So there was like all these black lines up here and then mine was all the way down here. <laughs> And that's the CEO. That's the CEO. So what can you do? <laughs> Any of our listeners interested in joining Adaptivist? You just have to measure you to Sam. You, you must have to be, be this tall to ride. You, you have to be allowed on roller coasters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of which, if you are looking for a career with in an exciting yeah. industry with a lot of Sams, <laughs> five Sams, yeah. visit joinadaptivist.com. Join Two criteria: you must be um, six. You must be at least six foot tall, and your name must be Sam. Beards, <laughs> and beard, almost and optional. And beard. Beards, yeah. really optional. Strongly, um, strongly, strongly encouraged. <laughs> so much like the the Thunderbolt round, I've been I've been casually introducing a new tradition for our podcast that, that I've been very pleased with, which is, uh, you know, as somebody who works at the Atlassian Tool, <laughs> what's, what's that? I get to keep my clothes. Up. <laughs> as somebody who, who works with Atlassian Tools, you're working with Atlassian, you're selling Atlassian products. What would you like to see Atlassian do? What could Atlassian be doing to help you out? And, and you know, for, for all of our, our many, many listeners at Atlassian, all three of what do you want to share with them? Mm-hmm. All three of our beautiful, Hi, Mom. possibly bearded <laughs> listeners. Hi, um, Mom. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> you know, beard. what what can Atlassian be doing to help you out as as somebody who's you know salesperson in a non sales world? You use the Atlassian tools to to interact with customers. You're talking with them about Atlassian. This is day in day out. What could Atlassian um, do to help you out, Sam? I I think probably the one thing I would really like to see, and I can kind of understand why they don't, and it's it is difficult for them because of the nature of the business. I would love if. The, the the enterprise advocates have um, a series of gold accounts that they look after and um, the gold accounts being the in the UK or yeah, gold accounts across the world, across the globe, my interest is UK sales, the top 50 UK spending uh, clients on Atlassian tools. I wish they could be a little bit more forthcoming in uh, particularly with the the clients that they know because they know those clients very well because that's their day, that's their day job to understand those clients the ones that aren't utilizing partners for services and and utilizing partners to enhance their usage of the product I'd love it if they could potentially be a little bit more forthcoming with um, you know names and that sort of thing so how we can start approaching those guys and and seeing what they're doing and seeing what challenges they're facing and that sort of thing because you know there's there's certainly money there and there's certainly things that we can there's certainly potential um, and yeah, I think they're a little bit prohibited in what they can share, which can be frustrating. Um, we know the names, but you know, one one for example is a, two, a, a bank of two hundred fifty thousand people, and it's <laughs> that's quite a behemoth to try and try and meander your way through. So if you can, if they could help us by giving us a good starting point, a good uh, good point of entry, that'd be a that'd be fantastic. So yeah, that's probably my one thing that because um, I think we are we are quite separate in a lot of ways in what we do because of the nature of, nature of everything else. Um, but yeah, that's probably the one thing I think off the, off the top of my head with no preparation, <laughs> with my with my one line of prep, which I will squeeze in here at some point. <laughs> I mean, sort of what I'm sort of what I'm hearing is is you know, we're looking for Atlassian to help us help other people. Yeah, exactly. Right? exactly. I mean, because because often and we we had this 
this, you know, we had a call, um, I think this was last year I got looped in on of, um, you know, very, very large company that was, that was struggling to figure out, you know, some licenses and some other stuff like that. And at last thing came to us, but it's, it is kind of rare, like, and, and recognizing, you know, uh, not that last would just come to adapt. If there's many partners and, and, you know, serving this non-sales world, like Sam said, that last thing doesn't have a sales team, but the partners like adaptivists, uh, we are selling the Atlassian stuff. You know, it, it would be nice to have maybe a, a bit more of a, a partnership there because I think, I think adaptivists and Atlassian, we both have this priority of, yeah, I mean, we want to make money where it's a business and whatnot, but yeah. we're really passionate about just helping people, right? We want no, to partner with them to help them be successful and, and yeah, anything exactly. we can do to, to collaborate on that with Atlassian, we, we would like to do so we can help our customers no, exactly. get what they need. And I mean, yeah, touching on that point, that kind of brings us back to what we were talking about earlier about, you know, we want to help people. That's you know, when we, what you were saying right earlier about, you know, what kind of questions do we do to bring, the, we ask customers, it was about understanding their process and all that sort of thing. It's because we want to help people. We want to provide solutions. I think the good, one thing that we're very good at is we take the time and we, we're, we're not a chop shop at all. We're very much, you know, sort of, uh, we very, we get very heavily invested in what the client's trying to achieve. And you know, that's why we've managed to, to secure some extremely, um, benefit or extremely positive relationships with some very, very reputable clients. Um, so yeah, no, totally agree. Totally agree. Fantastic. Well, I think that's going to be it for today, guys. I want to wrap up by saying, uh, thank you to our special guest, Sam Lesser. Um, <clears throat> I've saluted for those listening. <laughs> I was going to get my hair cut for this as well, but then I realized this podcast. Is <laughs> I just got my beard done and now it's on fire. You're still, still looking sharp, Sam. Uh, yeah. We appreciate you being here. Uh, do you have suggestions for our podcast? Do you want to be a guest? Is there something you're passionate about in the Atlassian ecosystem that you'd like to share with all four of our listeners? Well, Drop us a line at um, learn, <laughs> learn at adaptivist.com. Uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, please uh, like and share on your professional social media network of choice. Uh, for Sam Lester and Matthew Stubblefield, I'm Ryan Spilk, and thanks for joining us. We'll see you again next week. That's why I've got so many beard grooming products that I don't actually use because, you know, it's very easy to get other So it's like, oh, this, you go into the shop and the guy goes, you know, you can buy this polo, this is £40, or you can buy this polo for £75, and this one's for closers. But I am a closer. <laughs> 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 oh, and I'm, I'm looking at soap, so it's like, you don't need it. I was like, but he said it's for closers, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, he's right, you know, it's, I gotta have it. You're, you're a good salesman. You should come work for Adaptivist. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.